My name's Bridget and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Hi, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome back to Wake Up and Thrive. If you are new around here, hello, my name is Bridget and welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. If you are a returning listener, um, I love you. (laughs) I love starting my Mondays off with you and I really love, you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. I love hearing from you. I love hearing which episodes are resonating, um, which topics you want more information on, what guests you would love to see on here, um, all the things. I just, I love putting this stuff out there and it's always nice to know where it's landing, right? So today I I actually have a short but sweet message for you guys. So I have been talking to a lot of my clients recently about the same topic. It's been a running theme in their life and it's I, I've noticed it sort of resurfacing in my life where I have to kind of go back to my tools, go back to what I know to be true. Um, And so we're going to talk today a little bit about balance, but with a spin on it. If you guys have listened to past episodes, episode six, I talk about how to create balance in your life as a busy mom. And even if you're listening and you're not a mom, if you are busy, the the episode will be very applicable to you. But today, um, and most recently, I was giving a speech to, I don't know, a few hundred like human resource employees. They were um, all at this conference and I was on the panel and we were talking about time management and work-life balance and how do you actually create that. And I talk about this all the time. I recorded an episode on it. I coach clients on it all the time. But as, as we were talking, it really, I started to think maybe we're seeking the wrong thing right? Like I've said this before and I'll say it again, that balance is an illusion. The way that it's defined, literally defined, it's not possible to achieve. We are not meant to be balanced. We are not meant to have our energy evenly split between work and home and health and self-care and all that. There are different seasons that cause, that call for different levels of our energy at different times right? Like for me, for example, um, when I was starting my business, I, I spent a lot of time there and I had to give up a lot of what I normally do with the kids. And now that I've sort of gotten, gotten into a little bit more of a flow, I can kind of swing that pendulum the other way, right? But again, that's not really balanced by the definition of the word. So if we're not going to seek balance, what should we be seeking? And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. I want to talk to you about Let's stop trying to create, feel, seek balance, and let's start trying to create, feel, and seek presence. So as a coach, I my, my go-to question when someone says, I want to feel present is usually, okay, what does it mean to you to be present? And almost always the client will say, it means that I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I'm fully there. 
and I'll say, okay, I agree with half of your answer. (laughs) Being present does not mean you're fully enjoying what's going on because that would mean that half of the half of our life, we're not present, right? I've mentioned this before in almost anything we're doing, any relationship, any season we're in, it's 50, 50, 50% is really hard. 50% is beautiful and fun and light. And it's all right. And as soon as we can start to really like lean into that and not make it wrong, we're going to feel this sense of presence. We're going to feel this sense of balance because being present, you can like, I'm going to be the first to admit sometimes playing with my kids is not so much fun. It's kind of boring. I recently had a client like boldly say that. And I was like, yes, you're right. It is kind of, it, it is kind of boring, but can you still be present if you're not enjoying it? Can you still be in the moment with your child, playing with them, listening to them, watching them and still be bored hundred (laughs) percent. So throw out, if you define being present as enjoying what you're doing, let's just throw that part of the definition out. But I do like the the part of the definition of being present is fully there. So what does fully there mean? So I believe this, this desire for balance in our life, it's a good desire. I know what everybody means when they say it, but I think as long as we're defining balance as being, um, all the things to all the people in our life, we're never going to seek it. Right. And so if, if instead we shift our, our focus on presence, right? How can I be fully present at work? How can I be fully here with my employees and the project I'm working on and not be in my head focused on what I forgot to do with the kids or what I have to do with the kids or what I have to do at home or what I have to do with my taxes, right? Like all that stuff, we can actually be fully present in the moment. And then when we go home, we can shift out of work and we can actually be fully present with our family and with our kids and just be there, be out of our head and in our body, right? So that is actually how I define presence. Um, there's a lot of mentors in the space that define it in many different ways, but the most simplest way I've ever heard it described, and it's really stuck with me, being fully present is when your mind is where your body's at. So in essence, it's when you're out of ego, you're out of the thinking monkey mind that is going a miles a minute and it's designed to you know, be focused on the past and the present, or the, I'm sorry, Your mind is designed to be focused on the past and the future because that's where the problems exist, right? Whatever happened back then, whatever might happen, that's problems. But when we can bring our mind to where our body's at and we can be fully present in the moment, no matter what we're doing, we will actually feel a sense of balance. We will feel um, calm. We will feel peaceful. We will feel at ease and we will feel present. Now, for the majority of us, um, this is actually really hard to do because most of us live from the neck up. Most of us are walking around and we are in ego. We are in our mind. And if like a quick way to know whether you're in your mind or your body is just, first of all, pay attention to, are you labeling? Are you judging? Are you making things right and wrong? Are you putting things into a little box? Are you looking at the rules? That's all ego. That's all mind. It's not wrong. It's not bad but it does take you out of the present moment because the ego hates the present moment. (laughs) Um, So again, instead of fighting with that, I just want to give you guys an invitation to, to practice getting into your body so that in those moments when you're really wanting to be present, that's what it means. It's, it's, can I be right here? Can I be in my body? And so to me being in my body is like, what do I feel? I'm using my senses. What do I feel? What do I see? What do, what do I hear? 
What do I smell? What do I taste? Right? What am I touching? What do I notice? So going back to that example with playing with your kids, yeah, it's boring. You might not be enjoying it, but oh my gosh, can you just tune into their giggles? Can you tune into their giggles or are they doing a creative project and can you hold it and, and like really integrate with your senses? What did they just create? If you're, I have one client who, who really struggled to be present. So we turned her morning meditation into a a bonding experience with her daughter. Like, can you literally just focus on her and memorize every little um, part of her skin and where the dimples are in her hands and the little wrinkles on her, you know, on her chubby little skin. Can you memorize that in your mind's eye? Can you focus on it? Can you be there? What does she feel like? What, what are, what does your baby smell like? Savor that and you will feel present. And she also, by default, began to start to feel more balanced, which is what many of us want, right? So it's, let's stop seeking balance, which is unachievable anyways, and let's start seeking presence in the everyday moments. And so let's stop trying to seek balance and start trying to seek presence because presence will create the balance that you're desiring. And so I want to give you three tangible tools you can use to really start practicing presence. And please hear me when I say it is a practice. It is a constant returning to the present moment. And to be honest, the more and more I think about the human experience and what we're here for, I think that's the point, right? Like even when you just think of God, God has is all powerful. If he wanted to do something in our life, he could snap his fingers and it would be done. But the point is we choose it, right? We, we exercise our own free will and agency to choose him, to choose his will, to choose his way. Same thing with the present moment. It's such a gift, but we have to choose it because that's how we're going to get the most out of it. So it's a constant returning. It's a constant practice to coming back to the present moment. And again, if you struggle to do that, you are not alone. We live in a society that celebrates and honors living in your head, (laughs) celebrates and honors living in the past and preparing for the future. Nobody gets rewarded for being in the present moment, but I promise you, you will feel the most rewards when you slow down and allow your body, your nervous system, and your mind to feel safe enough in the small present moments of every day. And so before I dive into these tools, I do just want to reiterate this, something I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, being present does not mean you are fully enjoying every moment because that would literally mean half of your life. You're not present, right? So in those moments where you're overwhelmed or you're angry or you're riddled with grief, can you be fully present, right? Can you, can you be with yourself and can you hold yourself? And to me, this is why I love somatic coaching, somatic coaching is more than just regulating your body and and calming your body down and fixing. It is in fact teaching you the practice of returning to your body, returning home, returning to yourself, right? It's inside your body, in your heart, where your highest self lives. And so it's a constant coming back to it. It's a constant intentional choice to be present. And so the question is, how do you do this? Um, mindfulness, simply put, mindfulness is the practice of being fully present in the mind. So bringing, or not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Being fully present in the mind, bringing the mind to where the body is. That's mindfulness. 
And so there are hundreds, hundreds of mindfulness tools, but I'm going to give you three kind of unconventional ways or not unconventional ways, but I'm just going to give you three. And again, the invitation is pick one of these. If none of these resonates, look up mindfulness practices. The other thing you can do is download my free guide. I'll drop it in the show notes. And that has five more mindfulness practices that will actually bring you out of anxiety because, and we've talked about this before, but anxiety is an emotion that literally cannot survive in the present moment. Anxiety is completely tied up with your ego and your ego hates the present moment. So this is awesome. You're not only going to experience presence and balance, but you're going to experience calm and less anxiety. So my first mindfulness practice is meditation. And I did an episode on this a while back earlier, you know, when the podcast first started about how do you meditate as a busy mom? And so I really, whether you're a mom or not, if you are new to meditation, go check out that episode because it really breaks down meditation in a more digestible, easy way to practice it and maintain But my meditation practice is truly something I do every single day. I prefer to do it first thing in the morning, but if I can't get to it in the morning, I will do it in another form, which I'll I'll talk about in a second. But my meditation is about five to 10 minutes. That's it. And it's me sitting down on my meditation pillow. I highly recommend a meditation pillow, but it's me sitting down on a meditation pillow. And sometimes it's guided if I have something specific I'm, I'm wanting to call in or meditate on. But a lot of times it's me just sitting, focusing on my breath, focusing on my body, doing a quick check-in, a quick body scan, which we should be doing anyways, right? Um, and so again, it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be long, but it's this constant returning. And so in meditation, your mind will try to take you out of the present moment consistently. Don't let that, don't let that be a reason you don't do it. That's the purpose of it. Okay. Eventually, sure. Could we all get to the stage of enlightenment where our mind does not run? Maybe, but for the everyday person or for the everyday woman listening, your mind is consistently going to run, but you are practicing the safety of coming back home, coming back to your body, coming back to your breath, coming back to the present moment. So I would really strongly. If you don't have a meditation practice, try it. And again, reminder, the changes are going to be very subtle. For me, the biggest change I recognized was when I usually would feel overwhelmed, I would, I wouldn't notice it until I was at a level 10 blowing up at everyone. And so as I looked back over the last year, I'm like, what really changed? It's the mindfulness practices. And now I can recognize when I'm on my way up to a level 10 and catch myself when I'm at like a level two and actually regulate, actually do something so that I can respond in the moment versus react. And I 100% credit that to mindfulness or meditation. The other thing I have found is it's super easy now for me. You know, it's, it's not something I choose perfectly every time, but it's a lot easier for me in my ADD, crazy, wild mind to sit down and be present and play a board game with my son, go on a bike ride, Um, be in the moment. That was something I always craved. I always wanted, but I just, my nervous system did not feel safe enough slowing down. Whenever I would slow down, it would feel like, holy shit, if I don't get up and go do something, the world's going to end. Like that is literally what it felt like in my body. And then I'd like look over at my husband and he was the king of presence, (laughs) not really present, but really just being still and relaxing and slowing down. Um, he was good at that. I was so bad at that. And meditation has really helped and allowed me to do that. Um, one other tangible example is now during the middle of the day, 
I can actually sit and read. That was something I only reserved in the morning, in the, at nighttime, because it was the, I used to say it was the only time I'm still. And now that I have this practice of stillness, it becomes so much easier to sort of implement that throughout the day. So meditation is the first practice. And let's talk about the second one. And for those of you guys that have tried meditation and it truly is, you've practiced it over and over again, and it's just not something that's going to either A, work for you, or B, maybe you enjoy, you can make it into a walking meditation. I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, did you just make that up so that you could go walking? But then as I tried it, I was getting the same benefits as I was getting by sitting on my pillow in the morning. I was feeling this sense of refresh, reset. I was feeling calmer and I was feeling more present in my life. Um, And so a walking meditation would look like taking a silent walk. I know many of us, me included, love to walk with music or a podcast or maybe call a friend, Um, but I would really encourage you to do silent walks at least once or twice a week where you're literally walking in nature and you're using your senses and you're just enjoying it. You're being fully there versus, I don't know if you've ever gone on a walk and been on the phone or maybe gone in on a drive and been on the phone and then you get to wherever you're getting and you're like, oh my God, I I actually don't remember (laughs) I don't remember driving for the last 10 minutes. I don't remember walking for the last 10 minutes, right? And if that has not happened to you, it has definitely happened to me and it's a little freaky, but yeah. Anyways, so that's what a walking meditation is. It is, can you be right here in the moment? Can you feel the wind blowing on your face? Can you feel the sunshine? Can you look at the pretty flowers and the trees? And can you just be? So go ahead and try a walking meditation if if that sounds a little more fun for you. I like to do both. And then the third one is something I like to call a self-care shower, which is really just being in the shower. And typically when I'm in the shower or I'm in the car or I'm in bed, that's when I get like my best ideas. That's when my brain just sort of, it's either going a hundred miles a minute, or like I said, I just get inspired. Um, And I'm typically planning something. I've got all these like cool things I want to do because I'm finally still, I'm finally quiet. I can actually listen to what my mind and my body are telling me. But in a self-care shower, we're going to continue to do that practice just like we did on the meditation pillow. Can I bring myself from my mind back into my body? What does the water feel like? What does the soap in my hands feel like? What does it smell like? How does my skin feel when I'm putting my lotion on, right? How does my scalp feel when I'm massaging the shampoo in? And can you just make that shower, which I love encouraging women to do this habit when, when they say, I don't have time to meditate. Well, you have time to shower, if not every day, at least every other day. And if you're not showering, we need to talk, (laughs) but truly this would be a great way to just incorporate some mindfulness practices into something you're already doing. Okay. So, so self-care shower is taking that time putting the music away. If you have a a shower radio, turning it off and just being fully there. And that's, you know, at least a five minute, two to five minute practice that you'll get to do every day or a few days a week. So traditional meditation, walking meditation, right? Like a silent walk or a self-care shower. And I want to invite you guys to pick one of those and just commit to it, commit to doing it at least seven days a week. And just see, just notice what transforms internally and how you are showing up in the outside world. Um, And just see if there's any positive shifts. And again, if you're not feeling that shift, it's very subtle. So I really want to encourage at least 
just know that it's so freaking healthy for your body to slow down and just take a second to tune in. How am I feeling? What's actually going on in my body? Right. Um, so yeah, so that would be really fun. And I would love, love, love if you guys do one of these and they are working, let me know, message me or tag me on Instagram. If you're out for a walk or doing your meditation or don't tag me if you're taking a shower, but Um, but yeah, tag me or send me a message or send me an email. I would love to support you, celebrate you and just see how these little itty bitty tiny shifts, um, have a huge impact in your life. So that's where I'm going to end. And I hope you guys have an awesome week and I will see you guys next week. And let's all collectively stop trying to seek balance. And instead, let's just seek to be more present in our life. Whatever is going on, be here for it. That wraps up this episode today. I hope you learned something new and or are able to take away a fresh perspective to apply to the moments in your life. Remember to rate the podcast, share it with someone you love, or leave a review. I'm always grateful for your time and I'm always rooting for you to wake up and thrive. I'll see you guys next week.